So this is probably the story that I tell the most. Usually follow up to the question of why when I tell people that I dropped out of high school. Um, Story pretty much starts by me explaining that I only went to about a cumulative of about 100 days of high school in my sophomore, junior, and senior years. Um, Spread out through all three years, only about 100 days total. So not each year, but like, you know, it just did not go much. I played hooky a lot, but it was mostly to stay at home, deal with, um, at the time I had crippling depression that um, made it hard for me to get out of bed. I was also addicted to lucid dreaming at that time, um, an addiction that most people can't really relate to. But when you believe that your reality sucks, you know, and you can lucid dream. But anyways, that's another story altogether. Um, I, I very quickly... Uh, discovered a website at that time. I was pretty heavy into the internet, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. I got, I was an early adopter. Um, I mean, I used Napster before, you know, Napster was a household name sort of thing. But, you know, I, when I started to become disillusioned with the fact that I didn't feel like I was learning anything in high school that I really cared about, I discovered websites like Wikipedia back when, you know, you couldn't use Wikipedia uh, and and actually cite your source sort of thing. Um, I used Wikipedia a lot for years. Um, I also got pretty heavy into this new little video website called YouTube. Um, Most people were using it to watch videos like The History of Dance, and I was using it to watch how-to videos for computers, like how to build your own computer, um, and that kind of stuff. And I I was also pretty interested in the History Channel, which was interesting because history was probably my least favorite subject in school, but when I got into History Channel and Wikipedia and combined those two things, history became my favorite subject. Um, that and also the, you know, how-to and tutorial videos that I would find on YouTube, I was able to find a way to combine those things into practical skills. Um, and I'd say around like 16 years old, I had, you know, found a niche to go into with computers and I was building custom gaming computers um, piece by piece for people Uh, at that time it was really I was just identifying the computer parts people needed for optimum performance for the game that they wanted to play instead of the generic gaming computers that you could get at the stores at the time that you either you know had to pay thousands of dollars for and I found a way to customize it. So all those things I learned from self-education and that made the decision to finally drop out when I got into my senior year all the easier. Um, That didn't come uh, 
from necessarily me just thinking I want to drop out. It was really due to the fact that uh, I was given an ultimatum and they weren't expecting me to want to drop out, um, mostly because they um, they gave me the pre-SAT in my senior year, and I took it and uh, pretty almost aced it. It was at the time when it was a 1600 score. I got like a like a 1400 or so, and they couldn't believe it. They actually accused me of cheating. They brought me in for a meeting with my parents and you know some teachers and the teacher that was you know over the pre-SAT classroom and. They were convinced that I had cheated, and um, they asked me how I did it. And when I said that I didn't cheat, they said, you know, this isn't going to help anyone if I don't tell them how I did it. And I was like, I taught myself, and they're like, you know, it's it's not possible. There's like, there's no way that that could be. And I'm like, no, I just taught myself all these things. And it got to the point where they didn't believe me so much, even though my parents were saying, no, he's not wrong. He, you know, he'll sit at home and play video games, but also he'll, you know, watch History Channel, Discovery Channel, go on Wikipedia, YouTube. And at that time, you know, those weren't sites that people would consider educational, one of them being purely mindless entertainment, the other one being an untrustworthy source of information. So it was you know, speaking a foreign language to them back then. Um, And then it got to the point where they're like, okay, look, if you're not going to tell us how, then we're going to give you summer school. You're going to have to come back to be a super senior. And then you'll probably have to take summer school again um, before you graduate. And we let you take the SAT because you haven't been here for a few years, pretty much. You know, you've got to catch up on school. And if you don't, you know turn things around as a super senior you might even have to come back again after that or go into adult school and at that point I'm like they completely miscalculated their leverage I was pretty much making more money than you know most people could after college just doing you know the computer consulting stuff that I was doing and you know after talking about it with my parents some more at home I decided I was done so um, I was able to legally drop out about a month later at 18 and didn't look back um, for about I'd say four or five years because I, I actually was reading something with a friend one time where they said it was it was some sort of news article where if it was also probably pushing a GED course sort of thing, but they they were saying that if you um, have been out of high school for more than five years, um, that your chance of passing the GED um, goes down like 80% without, you know, study and uh, re-education. And I'm like, well... You know, I've been out of high school at that point. I was like, I've been out of high school for like six years, but um, I also pretty much really didn't go to high school in that first year that I was there. I 
didn't really learn anything or pay attention. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if I could pass it. And then it became a bet between me and that friend. So I, um, I bet him that I could pass it. And, um, I took the GED and it was in five different tests at that time. And I, um, took them and aced it and realized I guess I did learn something, but I mostly just did the same thing that I did uh, in the pre-SAT tests because I got so bored with tests back then because they were so long that I really only did the first 10 to 20 questions. Um, And then I would find a, a pattern in the testing you know, fill in the bubble sort of thing. And, um, I would just repeat the same general, uh, pattern, um, not necessarily mirroring it, but essentially seeing that there was, you know, if, if I could do about one to three questions, I could see a pattern of expecting what the next one would be. And the one after that and follow a pattern like that. And then I would, um, go back and do I'd do about 10 in a row like that. And then I'd check one of them, see if I was on point and then go on and do the rest. That's kind of why they thought I cheated because I did the pre SAT in like 50 minutes. And, um, I use that same sort of thing for the GED. I've always, always been really good at pattern recognition. So, um, even though I, I wasn't trying to get all the questions right, I would, pretty much doing this systematically, I could pretty much ensure that I'd get over about an 80% on any test I took that was, you know, too long before I got bored. Um, That also upset the teachers when I told them that, you know, I really only did the first 20 questions. They thought that was complete bullcrap. So um, that explanation kind of solidified their belief that I cheated on the test when really it was, you know, it wasn't even that I was getting them all right. It's just I had figured out how to do the test in a way that was, you know, breaking the test, I guess. But that's that's probably my most popular story that I tell. Um... I'm glad that I have finally gotten that out for this podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more of these, um, including the book reviews. If um, you haven't seen that one, I I did a book review on the 50th Law, probably one of the best books I ever read on fearlessness. Um, I'm going to be doing another one soon. Um, I'm also going to be starting up an interview-based format podcast. So I'm really excited for that. Um, looking forward to getting getting the guests and the, uh, the guest stars uh, set up for that one. Been organizing that one for a while. Very excited about that. Um, so thank you for listening to this story. And uh, if you haven't checked out my first story that I put on this podcast, The Social Experiment, go check that one out. Um, all right, I'll catch you next time.